I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're on our on our last lap of the school year, which is making our podcasting a little wheezy. Well, we're barely showing up. I like that. I like that it has just been wheezy throughout. And so now, I just feel like we come up with new reasons to blame it on. But we this is more wheezy than typical, I think. I think it's definitely had something of that going. I don't know. My life at large has been wheezy, so I think that that basically. Well, I'll tell accurate. you where I am is I made it through a whole lot of things, mm-hmm. and then I splatted. I'm kind of like mid splat right now, is how I feel. Yeah, we're getting ready. We have Becca and I both have daughters running in the state track meet tomorrow, tomorrow. and Saturday, and we're gonna try to go watch it. Becca's busy with other stuff here. Well, I, we're still, we're still trying to figure out if we can go watch it. Our daughter runs tomorrow at five o'clock our time ish, but it's 300 miles away. So you got to commitment. You got to commit. And and I like that Bell also runs the 100 in the medley. So it is, uh, it's like 15 seconds. Yeah. You got to drive. Yeah. You got to drive 300 miles to watch and something that's going to take about 2 minutes to execute the entire race on the relay. Exactly. And we would totally do it. It's just that here's a no pressure situation. I've already told Rachel this. I'll let the rest of you in you on it. You all want to know about the kind of so thing Becca does. Here's on what's side. interfering with going to the state track meet is our house is one of the so it's one of the historic homes of Moscow, which isn't saying much. It was built in 1890, so particularly all of you English <laughs> listeners. English listeners yeah. slash even the East Coast even of the East our Coast. country. Yeah, can, they has can previous up settlements. something yeah. older than 1890. But Not here. But Not in Idaho. Everything's fresh in Idaho. Well, even... I feel like the oldest standing building in Idaho was, like, only from 1860 or something. Like, it's not... It wasn't that long before right. our house. It was Cataldo Mission is the oldest. Which one of these did you drink? Uh, the front one. Okay. Yeah, that one. To get my Diet Coke right, guys. Anyhow, um, where am I going? Oh, yeah. So, our house is one of the oldest homes in, Mos- in Moscow. And interestingly... Although built in 1890, we are only the third owners. So it went through a couple generations of one family. 1830. Cataldo? Uh, yeah. No, the, in, in 1846, they moved it. So. Okay. 1840. So All right. it's a little bit early. That's pretty old. Come on. Get Come on up now. there. Nothing, nothing. Beautiful. From, yeah, Unfortunately cool. Catholic, but beautiful. But anyway, so uh, we're only the third owners. The first family had it for a couple generations, then second family bought it in the 60s, had it for a couple generations, and then we bought it. And uh, the descendants of the builders of the home, who were kind of like merchants in town, they were kind of, you know, there's a department store named for them and stuff. They're having a family reunion. There was? What department store? David's. Oh, it's the David's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they were sort of an important family early on, and so their descendants are coming to have a family reunion. And they've asked to come to my house on Saturday, midday. They've hired a professional photographer, you guys. Guys. This is a... This is no pressure. I'm right? not feeling it. I'm not feeling the pain, but yeah. I'm spacing off because we've been having house showings and things. So, <laughs> I know, but yeah. a professional photographer for the descendants yeah. of the family. No pressure. No pressure. And I'm feeding them some foods in the middle of the day, which means that to go to a track meet Friday night mm-hmm. when I have this happening in the middle of the next day mm-hmm. is a little tough. And it's not... I, I pray that they're not going to tour the house. They said they were going to take a photo in front of the house and I am going to feed them, but I'm assuming they're going to come into the main part. But what I'd really love to not do is 
take a tour of the house. <laughs> and who can stop them? If they're, if they're all there, like, great grandpapa built this home, can we see it? And you're like, no. no. <laughs> okay, I have to say, just just ask yourself with me. I saw this on Facebook today, and I, I have to say that I, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying okay, this. What are you what are you doubting on Facebook? I can't imagine yeah. doubting anything on Facebook. It's a quote. Hmm. Some old fashioned things like fresh air and sunshine are hard to beat. Okay. Laura Ingalls Wilder. Does that sound like something that Laura Ingalls Wilder would Maybe. have said? Does it? Maybe. But what newfangled thing was Laura Ingalls talking about <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't fresh air and sunshine? I mean, like, if you're living a life with butter on paper for your windows, it's not like you've really been, you know, I on know. YouTube for days on end. Maybe it's when a fancy cousin came from the city. I don't know. Old-fashioned things That's... like fresh air. I don't know why, but it just strikes me as a new take on on well, Miss Dunn Lewis quotes. Everyone can write in with the reference. And yeah, I do. I googled it. Did it come up? No, just as inspirational <laughs> Laura Ingalls yeah. Wilder quote. So I don't it's know. The kind of thing we I didn't imagine look too hard. That I Laura didn't look Ingalls too hard. I just thought. kind of was like, that seems odd. Like <laughs> something about this is that's very funny. Clunking in well, my perspective. I got through my protocol dress. We talked about that last time. Oh, we did. Got that done. Yeah. I said it was coming upon us, and then mm-hmm. I did that. That happened. My sink. My kitchen sink. Is it in? Is it here? I mean? No, it's stuck on a UPS truck that, that is, it has to, hopefully tomorrow, it's got to try That's to see if we can get a fun. FedEx, well, not FedEx, UPS, uh, but it's a semi, it's a freight, so it's a huge, big semi, so it's got to Are they going to bring it on a huge semi to you? Yeah. Why? Because I guess it's what's on. Wow. It's freight, and it weighs like... 450 pounds or something. That's pretty so good. It's, I, they have the like forklift, Tell you know, the little about lift. Your, I don't think we've discussed your sink. It's quite rad, you this, guys. Well, I'm hoping that it's that it's going to be rad. It's long. It's, it's soapstone, so it is. But it's five feet long. It's a bathtub. It's She's essentially, in... it's essentially a wet countertop. Like it's a long, it would be a long stretch of the counter that is a sink. That's a tub. You're like installing a tub into Actually, your counter. Actually, it's almost, isn't 60 inches, is a tub. Yeah, it's long. It is. It's st- real long. <laughs> I think there are shorter tubs than that for sure because you don't, I mean, you couldn't lie flat down in a tub and five feet, that's pretty big, right? <laughs> The goal. She's the installing goal. an extra tall tub. <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory, but this is the problem. Nobody plans houses for my life. They just no. don't. They don't know about my life. Oh, oh, which the last episode we did was our incredibly boring monologue about napkins. <laughs> and and it was at night. So not only were we talking about napkins, we were slow talking about napkins. But we were slap happy. Two people sent me word that why aren't you just using pants hangers for your napkins and I was like you've asked me a great question now (laughs) so I ordered some pants hangers this is better than clipboards by a long shot well I don't know why I wasn't well the the closet here that I was trying to make them fit in did not have a hanging element there's no place to hang it but that's quite but then I was like wait a minute yes that's what I should do in my closet at our new house is just have a rod for all the napkins so I'm definitely using reach, listener suggestions. Yeah, crowdsource this one for me. Here's where I struggle, and I know that you just introed this with our last boring monologue about napkins, but I've thought of another headache about mine. Mm. So we have seven people in our family, so when we're setting the table, most often it's for seven people. You don't buy napkins in sets of seven. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I have them in bigger quantities than that and some you might have a set of 12 or you might this have a is, set this of is just 24 right back to the same heartache that it's no, never the right number is, but this is where I go wrong with it is I have long since given up individually folding napkins so mm-hmm. 
what I always do is I spread it out stack and him. I stack yeah. it, and then mm-hmm. I fold the whole stack in half and lay it in the drawer. Look what is happening. But do you? We're just derailing yeah. into another napkin. I podcast. know. I know. <laughs> I said that, but I still have to get my question out. Do I stack them in packets of seven? So you can just pull out a packet. No, because because no matter have... what you do, it will be wrong. I know. That's so how it is. so on your pants hangers, are you gonna have packs of nine or packs of no, ten? No, it actually holds like twenty four in one. So I what I'm, I'm doing, I have a theory. I have right, a theory. All right, hanging the large clusters of napkins in a stack because the ones that I use when I set a table for forty. It's a lot of napkins. I know. And when you do that laundry, it's a substantial amount of napkins that just mm-hmm. came through. So mm-hmm. if you just stack them all together and then clip them and hang them up, it's no big deal. But but it's a lot of them all in one hanger. But the napkins, I have been thinking for a while, I wanted to have smaller sets of napkins that I use just when it's just our family. No. Which is also annoying because then 12 is the wrong number. Yeah, but I know. Eight is not enough. No- I know. It's all dumb, but we're going to fight the good fight and press on with napkins. <laughs> Anyways, guys, sorry about that. Yeah, but tangent. listener suggestions, just faithful listeners who listened through all of that and were yeah, like, you guys, yeah. I have a word. Don't turn it off yet, guys. We promise we're going to stop we're gonna talking. We're going to halt the napkin progress <laughs> and move back do yeah. something else more yeah. interesting. Mm. Yes. Which would be what? Bego, what's more well, interesting? I'm trying to plant my tomatoes and my basil, and I've only got half of them in the ground, so yes. I'm going to go home after this time. And that's when my fingers are disgusting and covered in, like, my under my fingernails are black, and it's just, it's not good. I was out poking around in the mud Bad yesterday. Job. Oh, we could revisit some highlights of earlier episodes by me saying that I was not wearing gardening gloves. And I grabbed a bunch of wet leaves because I'm trying to pull out some of the old leaves and junk from corners of the garden, you know, get it all cleaned up. And I, you know, instinctively, even though it's a handful of wet leaves that you've just touched a slug and I fling it and it's like a big jumbo nasty one that I picked up between my thumb and my index finger. I did it and then I flung it. And I also have another... What is the opposite of a praise report? Complaint. Complaint. Announcement. (laughs) That's exactly what I have. I woke up this morning with a spider bite on my temple. And that just hurts my feelings. Yeah, that's gross. Because it means that there was a spider having a little run around on my face during the nighttime. Anyway... So that's, that's my animal kingdom. You're just on the internet. I'm actually doing? not. I'm looking. I'm She's on looking, her text. No, I'm looking in my notes for questions because I knew that I have saved a few questions that people asked. And I okay. was trying to remember what they were. And it hasn't been super handy so far. What, I've kept, <laughs> what I came up with is that I've saved. I saved one that says confronting your husband. And then it must have been my shorthand notes for questions. Confronting your husband. The next line. Body, hair, and feminism. (laughs) Are you sure these were questions or were these like little ideas you had? They're not my ideas. Little ideas you had. had. Oh, whoops. I'm just telling like you that, that those in, two don't tie in. I was together. like, I don't, I don't see how that's gonna. I can't see it's really kicking off a great talk about that right now. <laughs> so well, either one in isolation, but probably not together. Right. I think that the. Hmm, sorry about that. That was just an entertaining little <laughs> awkward time. Okay. This Here's is, what I want to know, though. Okay, Rach. Yeah. So this is a question I remember somebody asking. Okay. And you're building a house, and you just said people don't plan houses for my life. Yes, no, they do not. you have put in quite a lot of think time on what are you going to do differently in your house. Yeah. For the lifestyle that you have. And I remember somebody writing in and asking specifically about that. Like, what are we doing? We're remodeling your building, and it's... Okay. So, tell... Tell people about your building project, Rach. Ah. 
What are things you're doing? Uh, the five foot sink is a five foot sink. Good is springboard a, into yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. So it's the goal with the five foot sink is that at when we're really there are seasons of our life, not all seasons, but there are seasons of our life where we're having about forty people to dinner two times a week or something. So, and we don't anticipate that going away as our children get older and more more like, plentiful when they start and having more, their own when they're having children. their own kids when they're inviting even just in high school when they're having people you know college mm-hmm. high school whatever we expect our home to be a place where we're feeding a lot of people a lot and we hope it will be that so the sink is about that more than um it's because I have this is because of me I we're having two dishwashers because that just is a sensible thing to do. And but I hate I like all the dirty dishes to be on one side working towards the clean side. Mm-hmm. I like a workflow that goes yep. in an orderly manner. Yep. So the thing that really bothered me about the idea of two dishwashers is I don't like it when there's a dishwasher on either side of the sink. I don't care which way the dirty to clean goes. Like it could go left to right mm-hmm. or right to left, but I don't like it just being a mosh pit. Everywhere. Yeah. And so I have not liked the idea of a dishwasher on either side of a sink because of that. Because I think, well, then you're like, it's all weird. So we solved this by putting in a five foot long sink and there is a dishwasher on either side of it. But the theory is that it can fit two people doing the dishes at the same time from the sink to both dishwashers. Your workflow begins in the middle and works outward. Uh-huh. Okay, that's interesting. And then hopefully both of the above the dishwashers on either side are will you be doing a drain two, board. Are you doing two um, faucets or just yeah. one big one? Nope, two faucets, two drains, but it's only one sink, so it's it's no... It's one basin. There's no... So you could mm-hmm. put a bunch of stuff all in the middle of the sink and have two people... Yeah. working it from there. Uh, and then we have the, um, I think that that will work. I hope that that will work. There's other stuff that I really wanted a wide staircase. That was a thing that when we were talking about doing custom house plans, which we decided not to do cause it was not cheap to do custom house plans. Um, but that was one of the goals was to do, a uh, really wide staircase that enters into the main part of the house, like into the main living space, because I have a theory that children love to sit on... Well, I don't have a theory. I know the truth. It's just true in the world. That children love to sit on the stairs, so if you're planning to have a lot of people over a lot of times, and a lot of children, specifically grandchildren, I like the idea of the stairs being a place that is like kind of like bleacher seating for kids or like the place people right, go sit and talk. Your stairs are right between the dining room and the living room. So it's yeah. a very like so the layout central. On the, the layout on the main floor is a, basically a four square. It's living room and a family room, and a dining room and a kitchen. The main floor is all is just all public living space. But you should talk about your hall because this is an important part of right? your the decisions also. This is true when we were talking about doing custom plans. I know that not everybody has this problem but this is a problem for us is where to seat so many people all the time. And it's not a problem because we go, like with Sabbath dinner, we go pretty casual in the summer and we just do folding chairs and folding tables out in the lawn, mm-hmm. which is fine because you can fit very comfortably 40, 45 people out in the lawn. But when it would turn into the wintertime, things become completely different. It's really hard to fit everybody. So when we'd have a formal time like Christmas, it's like every available inch of the space is a table and chair. You know, you're just packing people in. So uh, when we had taught, we were looking for house plans where we could have a lot of people sit down to eat without it being, um, without like we have to carry all the couches to the garage or something. Yep. Which, you know, is a thing. We know about that. Yeah. And so do we. I mean, we, that's what we've been doing. Yeah. It's a thing. Um, and so anyways, we, 
had originally part of the problem is it's like well we don't want to put like a conference hall on our <laughs> on our right. house or what if the what if our life changes substantially for a long season and it isn't us having tons of people over all the time you know mm-hmm. what are Luke and I going to do in a house that has the banquet hall just mm-hmm. like I mean do you want that I don't want that I know it would immediately go to seed <laughs> you know it just it'd be seemed... like having your own cafeteria and yeah just and weird. nothing really makes sense with it you know yeah. you just it just was not feeling like this is not a home this is something you know you're like yep. besides and that's just ignoring the financial ramifications of throwing a banquet <laughs> hall onto a house plan <laughs> and let me assure you there are some financial <laughs> ramifications. So we ended up doing things. So what ended up happening is we looked for house plans. Um, I don't know if you all are familiar with the struggle, but when we were looking at houses, we kept finding houses that don't even have a dining room. Like that, like that formal dining room has like been struck from the plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it far, like as unlikely as it is to find a big dining room, it's just finding a regular dining room, you know, like it was very hard to find these plans. And because it's a four square, simple layout, the entryway, um, you come in a little entryway and then it is, is eight feet wide and it's the hall is eight feet wide, the whole depth of the house. So it goes from end to end is an eight foot wide hall. And then there's the living room. The family room, the dining room, the stairs, and the kitchen are all off of the hall. So it's not even... A, it's not like a closed-in hall. It's a yeah, it's hall open. between spaces. But that's why we bought the plans. Because we thought we could actually seat a ton of people in that hall. And it's not a place... You can do one long, big, One cool big, table. huge, long table down the hall. And, there's, and it's not... You wouldn't have couches. and You wouldn't need to renovate the whole situation <laughs> to fit them there. You could just put them there. So, um, that. I think that's super genius. And it's funny, too, though, because finding the house plans that, like, old houses tend to be lots of little pods everywhere. Uh-huh. Little rooms that are pods. And then modern houses tend to be... One Open. big, one big yeah. thing, and and it's really hard to strike the balance. And I think a lot of it depends on what kind of entertaining you do. But our house, I have to say, it, if I had been building, I would not have thought of doing this. But for the kind of entertaining we do, mm-hmm. our kitchen is separate with a swing door, and it's a big enough kitchen that I think once it's done which it's not right now. You could have people in it because everybody wants to come to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But it's also really nice when you have people mm-hmm. sitting down out in the main part of the house having their whatever event. You can have people working in the kitchen who are able to actually right. talk to each other mm-hmm. because, you know, it's well, kind of I a think separate ours is, thing. ours is more open than yours is. And the kitchen especially is more open than yours is. But the but it somehow is not all the way open concept. Mm-hmm. But it is very open and yeah. flowy from one space to another. But it is not... It's not... Um, it's not totally open. Yeah. We did add a back hall from... Because I think originally... Actually, I'm not sure how that exactly panned out. There was... So I, we didn't want to have a door to the hall to the bathroom be what would essentially be right behind someone sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah. shimmy down there and get behind <laughs> his chair and so we put it we switch it so there's a second hall up from the kitchen to the family room just so that the bathroom is off of that and it's Slightly a little more, more private. There's a little bit more and that's where my smoking porch ended up being. <laughs> the smoking porch is out that off the kitchen. Yeah. The, uh, but it's, I think, it, I'm sure that we will find all kinds of obstacles to, because there's no such thing as a place that will not have obstacles. No, no. And, and but we'll figure them out, but we're aiming to overcome the but ones But I do we think that, about. like, the, the way your house is laid out really does dictate what kind of things you can do. Because, yeah. like, if you have one giant open plan, mm-hmm. that can be super lovely with... 
Mm-hmm. Everybody able to just be kind of a part of the kitchen and everything. Mm-hmm. It does mean, though, that your mess is always very there. Yeah, so, and I've actually... I like the look of an island that is all flat, like a table space mm-hmm. island. But I don't think we're going to do that just because of strategy. Wanting part of the kitchen to not look like you want everyone in it. Yeah. And... And having a clear line, like, I don't want to have, if you're trying to, like, you know, put pastry in a bunch of pie dishes, having having people, like, set their purse in the middle of it. Yep. Is, like, yep. that's a different problem. So, I'm kind of going to, well, I think we're going to end up trying to do a second level on the island, even though it's not aesthetically my favorite look. But it's a boundary. It is a really, yeah, it's kind of like... This is the part where you can put your elbows, and this other part is not for your elbows. (laughs) Well, I do think that I have found with various events is that people do not behave intuitively at parties or events. And they don't, they don't, it's weird. It's actually like you can't enter into the mind of a hostess unless you are the hostess. Yeah, and so you don't, well, I've been feeling like, do we need to just have an app you know, where somebody can just follow their app through the party, it will tell them where to go, what to do. Mm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. What, what makes me it's laugh just funny is that because people, it's like, that people, however frantic the time is in the kitchen, yeah, people always come in to share confidences with you at that time. Oh yeah, and and sometimes really funny ones because it will be it's like you might be in the middle of a full court press on yeah. the pasta yeah but someone will be like i'm having this problem with my toe and <laughs> you're just like what like how is this how is this a thing but then it ends up being because they need help with something because they got there and they're like oh my goodness i didn't you know do i have you have a band-aid or new you, you know whatever yeah. but it is a really funny it always is funny and yeah. you think and then you feel it it's like when people say make some kind of comment about your children or something that is just totally innocuous. It's just fun. done. It's just been done all the time and they don't meet, you know, whatever. And you notice it. And then later you notice yourself doing it to other people. Yeah. Know? Like where you're like, I'm doing that. I'm doing that thing where you just yeah. make some vague remark. to <laughs> Or no. we went over to someone's house and I feel so laid back that I went into their house and I'm like, man, do you have any crushed dice? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just have saying, I just done that? I just, I just did that. Like, as far as, I just mean people coming in and putting their purse on where you're making your pie. Yeah. There are so many things that are very funny where it's like, I feel like, let's say you have, I'm making this up, but let's say you have an event. Mm-hmm. And so like some of the ones I have to do at CJ's, there's this hideous, giant, ugly, old coat rack that is there for some reason. But it's like, okay, well, that's handy. People can put their coats on it when they come in. It doesn't matter if you have the world's biggest, ugliest coat rack sitting directly in the hall that they had to walk right past to get in. Yeah. They will come in, wander around, come into where you're wildly trying to (laughs) deal with meringue, and then they'll be like, I don't know where to put my coat. (laughs) And you want to be like... You, so, it gets you. Do you understand what's going on with the stewardesses on the airplanes? Look at me with the seatbelt, guys. I said eye contact. The seatbelt clicks in like this, like so, like this. Watch. And so, but it doesn't matter because, like, I feel like you can set up right by the door a big table that is covered with. Here is a drink. You are welcome to pick up a drink right here, right uh-huh. by the door. And then people will walk right past it. And then enough people will walk right past it that other people think, well, I don't think we're supposed to touch yeah, that yet yeah, because we, nobody we'll else that. is touching that. Yeah. Or you could have the dessert table over there. Clearly nobody should get into that yet. And but then they, they do. But somebody they starts do. serving They're it like, up. No. I'm like, I best dive in. They're like, I see the coffee's brewing already. And so they <laughs> so they jump in on it. And it's just, it's a really funny I, thing. I think the goal, this actually taking it away from hospitality. I might have said this lately when we did that one to mothers of really little kids. But it was one of my hot tips when the when the twins were babies is I got a baby gate and put it in our bedroom door. 
Oh yeah, you haven't talked about that. And this. then but Smart. the idea is that was the one room that I kept clean mm-hmm. that I would get up in the morning, yeah. make the bed, get everything all tidied up. But then I could just step over the gate and I would change the babies in yeah. there or nurse them in there sometimes and then the other girls could come and talk to me but they weren't like it was a mental reminder to them that they were not invited there. Yeah. And I think that that's just no, part of being gracious. Flow. Is like, why don't we just try to not signal to well, everyone? I have an example of this that I, maybe I've talked about this before. I don't think I have. So our, the way our house works, there's one bedroom on the main floor and it's right off the dining room, but it's before you go into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody's looking for the bathroom, it's like there's a door right there. Maybe that's what that is. And so, people would all the time open the door to go in to see if it's the bathroom. And it was... First, it was like an extra bedroom. Now, it's our bedroom. And just because you've gotten the front of your house cleaned up for a party doesn't mean you want to invite everyone into your bedroom. Because Are you sure? You know how that can be. So, uh... That was always awkward because you might not have wanted your bedroom to be on display and yet four different people blasted into it <laughs> in the hopes of finding a bathroom. But um, early on while we lived there, I think it was before it was our bedroom, it was an extra room and I was using it to stash uh, Christmas gifts and I, <laughs> I didn't want the kids to go into it. So I printed out a little piece of paper that said no in huge letters but they were red and sort of circusy and I had an exclamation point with a little star on it and just said no to remind the kids don't go in there there's Christmas gifts right suddenly though people did not just fling it open to find out (laughs) if it was the bathroom people kept being like uh where is your bathroom? <laughs> and you're like, see, I'd much prefer to do it this way. That's actually better. <laughs> so you can always just put a great big no sign on, on your door. But the thing is, is I, I feel like people almost need that written instructions or physical barriers Yeah. to, to like guide people in No, it's actually traffic. just, it's just manners. It's just good manners. Not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about from the, the people hostess. from the yes. hostess. It's just good yeah. manners because nobody also wants to be the person who let themselves into your bedroom on accident. Like <laughs> no. they aren't trying no. to do that. But I, I just think like when at a party or an event, not, not like if you just have a couple over for dinner, but I mean, if you're in a big group setting, uh, people can't always find the hostess to say, where's the bathroom. Yeah. So they just start opening yeah. doors or, or they're engrossed in conversation with somebody and they're not thinking about the fact that maybe yeah. the dessert buffet shouldn't be open. They're just yeah. involved yeah, they're in just, talking yeah. about something. And so I just feel like once you have an event, you have to make things really, really obvious to people. Yep. Because otherwise they'll miss it. And it may seem obvious to you, but it won't be to the multitude. Yeah. That's really true. So I anyway. Think, I think doing hospitality, the the fun thing about hospitality is that it is it is good for people to receive hospitality. But it's so good for you to extend it. It's so good mm-hmm. to be in the practice of uh, really trying to do things for other people and not because you expect to get yeah. something back from them. Yeah. In a... Yeah. There's that idea that we want to do show people hospitality so that we will get some kind of a... Accolades. Or a tribute back from them. <laughs> we'll get some kind of a real... A reputation. You changed my life by that. Oh, you know, and there, there's that desire for it to be deeply, hugely meaningful when I think it's more just the ongoing work of being a Christian meaningful. It's mm-hmm. just meaningful mm-hmm. that you value this because God yeah. does. And I feel like I've had to get far more numb to certain things where oh, it's yeah. like, you know what? Everybody just saw that. And you know what? That's probably all right because they saw it and that's how it is. <laughs> they saw that. Uh, well, for instance. <laughs> what did they saw? Well, I'm thinking of my house. They mm. saw that. Um, this morning, this very morning, uh, the track team leaving for state. They're leaving at like 830 or something. So my daughter, Belle, invited the team to come over for breakfast. But she asked last night, like, would that be possible? And I was like... Totally, but you're gonna have to help chip in on yeah, getting it cleaned up and happen. stuff. And then I proceeded to crash hard. Yeah, and, actually, your husband sent me hard. a picture of you. 
No, he didn't. He did. Do not post it. I'll Do pull, pull not. it up. But don't you I, dare no, post it. No, I'm not it. posting it. I can't it. even I'm imagine not, what I'm it is. Just, it's actually I, really funny. I it's hardcore crashed. <laughs> it's actually it's quite good. Gosh, you guys. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, his, since, since his caption was, she did it at the table too, so I sent her to bed. She mostly made it. Because this is a photo of Becca stiff legged and, and just face down on her bed, sort of in the bathroom. There's like a bathrobe on your bed and you're just sort of... No, there I am. Just splatting. Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt quite so badly with the photo evidence of what happened. Oh, and I like man. that you clearly... Were you gardening yesterday? Yes, I was like gardening. dirt on her rear end. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like still in my jeans and hoodie and splatted out on my unmade bed with my legs hanging off. Oh, my word. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so that happened last night. So what I'm telling you is that when... You were a big contributor to the track breakfast. Did I spot check my downstairs before the track team Maybe came not. for breakfast? I didn't. I didn't spot check my own lifestyle there. And Well, that's how it goes anyway, sometimes. So then this morning, they all came and I was like, oh, look, there's a bunch of Amazon boxes piled up in the corner. Well, that'll do. Haven't gone out to Nobody the... Nobody cares about Amazon boxes. Yet. Some folding tables stacked over there from the last event. Uh, nobody cares. We got a couple of renegade bits of mail piled That's, up I on think that. that the, I think you that know, the funny it's thing just is... Not, it was not pristine. That but, part of you that wants to be like... Like what I'm saying, oh, nobody cares. The only person who cares is the hostess who wanted it to be about praising her achievements. Right, right. The, if you really are just doing something nice for other people yeah. you're not and actually all swizzled up about that no and it's like you know what it's completely fine if they come in and they see my house looking not as if it was being photographed in a second for a magazine i have to yeah i'm still in shock about that photo that's very <laughs> i think it's a perfect <laughs> it's a perfect one. Oh my god! with a nice instagram filter it'll be really <laughs> flattering I had been digging a lot of big holes in my garden. Oh, it's a good picture. I think I'm gonna spruce this thing up. Don't to share. you dare! It'll be like the worst, should. the worst in inviting okay, to my life. We are we needing to oh, wrap ourselves word. up here? Well, no, we kind of have to pretty soon though we because have to do we it have because um, I have to go pick my children's mm-hmm. up. But do you mm-hmm. want me to read you a breathtakingly evil thing that somebody sent? Okay. Timmy. Breathtakingly evil is this, just what I was in the market for. Yeah, I thought so. This one's really good, though. <clears throat> Take this as a word of encouragement, girls. One day you're going to come across a man that will worship the ground you walk on. Woo! Do not stop until you find that man. Eek! He will love and cherish every inch of you. Personality, body, mind, etc. And he will do everything in his power not to lose you. <gasps> Don't settle for half-ass men. What? I Whoa. mean, just, I felt like this one is really <laughs> amazing. Because, is that a man? Let that, me see it. Let me see this. Because, uh, <clears throat> basically, we were, we were doing this the other day. He worships you because he has no sense of reality no, or perspective. Remember, okay, so many of these things, if you were to change it mm. to reflect the men, listen to this. Yep. One mm-hmm. day, men, you're going to come across, <laughs> you're going to come across a woman who will worship the ground you walk on. Yes. Do, do not stop. Do until not. You find that woman. Find her. She will love and cherish every inch of you. Personality, body, mind, etc. 
It's so uncouth. And, and she will do everything in her power not to lose you. Yes. Like she will. Don't settle for don't half Don't settle. Woo. And the idea that the only, the only uh, full woman would be one who would worship you. Oh, and golly. and not believe you have any failings, but, but and, like and all just, of the and will devote his life to all of the self care your... stuff, mm. though. Like some of the ones we've it's seen about one great big. But imagine if it was the men. Fire. You yeah. deserve a night out with the boys. She needs to stay home and take care of the house and let you have some mm-hmm. time out bowling with your <laughs> with your buddies. <laughs> And, and demand what you want. Yeah. And don't give up. Just <laughs> just say I'm going to have time alone and you're going to deal with it. Husbands, woman. cut that toxic woman out of your life. Yes, just if she doesn't give you everything you ever wanted. Men, men, just drop that woman. Men, like it. Oh. Fill up your own cup before you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is a good, this is a good, I'm going to be going on a little, I'm going to be going on a little tour talk on Instagram only. Just meant multiple posts coming up. I'm not actually going anywhere Um, about flattery because one of the things that I have felt is so self-evident and then I've realized it's not self-evident because it's actually tricking people, you know, it's actually doing this, is that, okay, if someone, if you are on Facebook and there is a meme that says, You're don't perfect. feel bad. You're doing the best you can. You are really important to your kids. And they're lucky to have a mom like you. And then there will be hundreds of comments of people saying, thank you, I really needed to hear that. <laughs> and you say, what? Because, because there's no truth in it. And the reason there's no truth in it even if it is accurate, even if right. it happens to be accurate about you mm-hmm. at that moment, there's no truth in it because the person does not know you. There is no, no connected value standard. They're saying the same thing. Like if you're giving your two-year-old cigarette burns, they're saying the same thing to you. Right. Right. They're saying your children are lucky to have you, period. You're amazing. You're doing your best. And it's like, what if I'm not though? What if yeah. you're lying? And the thing that I was thinking about is that Christian women have developed such an aversion to actual biblical encouragement, like yeah. like Christian encouragement. And what they have decided is encouragement is compliments, right? Yep. So yep. a compliment can be a completely legitimate thing. It can be like your mom saying, honey, I'm really proud of you for this. That's encouragement and a compliment. Yeah. Like. And that's, that's a really nice thing, mm-hmm. but it is also mm-hmm. something that, uh, in the absence of as many compliments as we wanted, right. genuine compliments, we have thought that like, that is encouragement. Like encouragement is when someone comes and says, you're so beautiful. I wish I could yeah. be like you. Yeah. And so we forget the fact that encouragement is actual, like Christian discipleship right. is encouragement. And then because we're not getting enough compliments, we've, we've settled for flattery. Flattery is just a lie. And it's also, the Bible is just full of warnings about flattery and what it is and compares it even to a net to snare you in. Mm -hmm. Like what is the goal of flattery? It's not encouragement. That's the thing is that the goal of flattery is control and hatred in a way. If somebody's flattering you, they're trying to use you. Yeah. And and the Psalms refer to it as lying lips. Like keep me from that. Like protect me Lord from lying lips. And, And the thing is, is that, I think Christian women are not recognizing that there is an agenda behind the lies. They're thinking there's no agenda there. This is just someone trying to be nice to me. But it's not someone being nice to you. It is deceit coming into your life. You know, and and it is... And it is... It's the bait. And there's always a hook. There's a trap They're trying to set the hook in you. And and the sad part is how well it has been working. Yeah, really. Because when you come in with really true 
biblical discipleship, which would be like women, read your Bibles, like confess your sin, read your Bible, obey Jesus. But I, and everyone <clears throat> has a heart attack and says that that's not encouraging. And you think, yes, it is. But here's, this is a, I haven't really fully developed this thought. It might be weird. But the thing is, is that like we can laugh about if there were memes to men that were saying, men, you are perfect just as you are. Yeah, never apologize for never. all no. you do. No, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You, uh, Your wife is lucky to have When you, you mansplained that earlier. It was amazing. It was the best thing anyone ever did. <laughs> so the, the, the thing is, is we could laugh about what a dud that would be. Nobody would, nobody would fall for it. But the thing is, is it's, it's no different in terms of the content. It is absolutely the same in terms well, of content. But I think the problem is, is I don't think men are as gullible. Well, no, it's not that <laughs> they would, they would fall for some things, but they wouldn't fall for that. No. And the I men's, think that that shows you that it's actually because women are incredibly vulnerable to that particular yes. line. Yes. Uh, men aren't men, really vulnerable. No, but though. like the question that you have to ask yourself is why do car magazines feature a woman in a bikini lying on the hood mm-hmm. of the car mm-hmm. because that's as dumb but it works on men yeah right like the, yeah. it's like if you owned this car women like this would <laughs> appear on the hood. spontaneously in your life and and so it's as dumb but it's just a completely different tactic for men it's yeah. a different technique but also it wouldn't that technique wouldn't work for products marketed to women like no, it's just not no. it's not the same level of it just wouldn't <laughs> like out. the axe body wash commercials <laughs> <laughs> like if you reversed the roles somehow it just yeah somehow not the same well when women are shopping for i don't know like a new dust buster <laughs> <laughs> well they probably do make an effort they at probably this, don't do they, they like, probably do but it's not it's a little it's gonna be ironic like yes. it would no, it's kind of but the, it but would the be a joke. It wouldn't be for real, right? And the thing that's so funny is that we see how dumb it would be if you said men, no matter what you did today, it was awesome. Yeah, and the we would is, all be like, "What do you mean, men are making mistakes all the time?" You're like, "Oh, you're saying so women don't." So this, this <laughs> or is you're another saying one. that perhaps your behavior might affect. <laughs> this is this- another one someone sent me from from Eat Clean with Charlene. <laughs> We're going to find out. To every mom who yelled at her kids today, to every mom who has a sink full of dishes, to every mom who can't find time for anything, to every mom who didn't shower today, to every mom that fed her kids cereal for dinner, you are enough. (laughs) That's it. That's the whole shebang. Uh, well, I but just again, just again. do it to every man who yelled at his wife today. To every man who didn't take who out the trash on time on the floor. <laughs> for every man who left the seat up again. For every man who spent all day playing video games. For every man who did that, <laughs> you're, you're enough. enough. <laughs> we all know how bad that is. It is, but for some reason, it's just I, visibly I'm just bad. saying that you use different bait to catch different fish. Uh-huh. And this is a bait that works for women. And we would all see that it was a, it would be a ridiculous bait to use on men because, A, it wouldn't work. <laughs> None of them are interested. Who are you going to catch with that? No. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Only the weird little. Something super weird is the what you can. There would not be stragglers. thousands of likes. No. No. No, you wouldn't find all of the men in their offices at work be like, I needed that. <sighs> Shout out to me today. I didn't get a thing done. And I was just starting to feel bad about it. But this meme came along, buoyed me up in my hour of need. I was going to go home and yell at the wife. But then I was going to feel bad about it. So now now I'm able to just freely free. indulge because I'm an, I am enough. <laughs> well, the point, the Whoa. point about this in my mind is that that the problem is is that we've smushed 
together the whole category of what is encouragement being encouragement would be a compliment. And in the absence of compliments, we sub in flattery (laughs) because if we're not getting as many compliments as we might need. And the, and the thing is, is it's because I think we started equating compliments with biblical encouragement and biblical encouragement is a life of discipleship, which means it's everything. It's rebuke and sustaining, uh, you know, like giving us new understanding when you're reading your Bible, you're convicted of things, you're fed, you're encouraged, you're strengthened. You see more of Jesus. You see more of God's plan. You have, it's a very different kind of equipping, but what it is not is a tender compliment. No. And because we think that that's, that's it. Like we've redefined encouragement as a compliment makes us really vulnerable to flattery because if you're, if you're actually being encouraged like a Christian in the word, flattery just has this bizarre tinny, like just like, what, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So I just think at the beginning of when I first started the department of hell, no, I was, I think I thought going into that. I, I should go back and look what my first post... It just post... kind of happened, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, totally. But I mean, I think the first time I ever specifically summoned out a self-care meme, oh, yeah. it was something that I was, that I was being really conservative with it in the sense that I was saying, like, just another thing you need to keep an eyeball on is that you're not buying into this. And then, and I think my, even my warning about it was pretty tame, Like, because I did not actually know, I had assumed we had a much better immune system to this than apparently was the case. No. And, and the thing is Christian women are very vulnerable to flattery as are Christian men. It's just, we are flattered by different things. And Mm -hmm. so, well, men are, men, flattering men is faux uh, respect. It's yes it's lying respect it's lying you're the strongest you're the fastest you're the smartest yeah. you're the you yeah. know most amazing yeah at this and with women we're saying you're enough just <laughs> enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. one day your children will realize how lucky they are to have you <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. anyways i need to go pick up my yeah, children gotta collect the and children. we're having another rainstorm at yeah. pickup time luckily nice. just in time for the lacrosse game Perfect. Yeah. All right, all right, well, everyone. I'll, I'll bust out this image for everyone, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt Becca's wanting that. I'm I'm gonna delete it immediately. It's actually a cute picture. Oh my way. word. Let's not even let's Come on. not even <laughs> I'm not posting it. I'm just saying it's pretty Unless good. You want a, sister's, <laughs> a sister's curse to come upon you. Yeah. Oh my I word, don't. it's so I don't. funny. I'm not All right. for it. Goodbye until next time. Bye. You think of yourself now and then in four years time, what do you want yourself to look like? And is the education that you're considering going to help you get to that place? When you're a student, you want to become like your teacher. You're going to become like your teacher. Looking at NSA beforehand, I knew I wanted to become like the men who are teaching here. Fireman, husband, father, doctor, no matter where you want to go, NSA is just such good preparation for the person that you want to be. If you want to be an effective Christian, you need to be able to lead and shape culture. If you want to do that, no matter what your occupation is, you need to shape yourself, um, prepare yourself as a person for that job. And liberal arts is, I think, the best education you can have for that. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu.